Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections, a podcast all about helping you comfortably connect with others in any situation. Hosted by Leanne and John, this podcast is proudly brought to you by Fortitude at Work. Fortitudeatwork.com.au Welcome to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. I'm Leanne. And I'm still John. You're still John. I am. And we're back in this beautiful recording studio, Johnny. We're a bit spoiled. We are. We are. That's because we're special. Oh, I think we are. Yes. I think we are. And I'm really enjoying the quality of this. It's just lovely, isn't it? It is. It's relaxing. I think, I think that's a bit of a lesson, really. If you Sometimes if you want to get something done and it never seems to happen, you probably have to put yourself in a different environment. Yeah, I was, I was actually talking to someone about that this morning. I have a um, these uh, people I have cuppers with, you know, my cuppa. Yes, I know you clan. hear them. Yeah, that's it. They're not all women. <laughs> men and women. But I was talking to Roger, actually, today. And... Uh, we're talking about uh, how people leave to go on holidays uh, where the, the holiday destination can be exactly like where they were at home, but that just being in a different environment yeah. um, allows you to uh, let go of some stuff that you had at home. Yeah. And I think that's yeah. certainly working here in this case because we really focus once we're here and we, we, do. we get chatting, don't we? I love it. And he walks the Camino walk. So he, oh. has, yeah, and he told me he has to go to the other side of the world to find that, <laughs> that, that, the way to be present in the moment. How lucky we can come to the Grove Studios just up the road from where we are. Only 12 short minutes away. That's right. We're very fortunate. Yeah. Okay, so last week we talked about stress, and I guess that's a really good lead-in to talk about today's topic, which is uh, counselling or going to see a counsellor. Yeah. And um, I was very keen to address this topic because when I'm out talking small business and wellbeing, Mm. Uh, I'm quite often asked about counsellors and um, I'm quite often asked about should I go and see one or what's it like or people tell me that um, they don't want to see a counsellor, they're afraid to see a counsellor. So really I guess what I'm hoping this episode is that we can just lay it all on the table. Yeah. Is that okay? Sounds good. And given that you are actually a counsellor, aren't you? On occasion, yes. <laughs> yes, yes. I'm going to take this opportunity to really grill you okay. today. Excellent. And um, we're going to hear it from the horse's mouth. But maybe first, just quickly, can you tell us a little bit about your counselling experience so that people can rest assured that you are, you're coming from a place of knowledge and, and a lot of experience in talking to people, aren't you? I, I don't think I'm dangerous. I've been doing it for. No, I don't think. No, I, don't, I, I do my best to not be dangerous. I've been doing it for I know around twenty years now, mm. um, with a lot of experience with um, crisis centre and um, relationship counselling couples. And, You've done uh, quite a lot of face to face counselling, haven't you? Yeah, yeah. I've been doing a lot of that. A lot of crisis and uh, loss and grief, um, suicide intervention and bereavement, that sort of stuff. So, I've been around and present to a lot of pain. Over the years, yeah, you have, haven't you? Yeah, which um, which I've I've cared for myself during that process, um, but found it very, very rewarding. It's wonderful. And you've done like both telephone counselling and face to face. Like people come in and see you and sit yeah. down and and have a session. Is that what you would call it? Would yeah, you call we it have a session? session. Yeah, we have a session, <laughs> and we have some and Skype as well. So. Oh yeah, and Skype as well. Yeah, so so great. So I guess you know you you've been a counsellor, mm. and I've seen lots of counsellors. There you so, go. Hey, there's so a, between us. Yeah, we have. And there's a probably uh, 
first off, uh, maybe defining the difference between a counsellor and a, a psychologist and psychiatrist. Yeah, great. Um, um, can you do that for us? Not, not particularly well, and only because I, I see the value in all three uh, is all about connection and about someone holding space for someone. Uh, different levels of um, expertise and different levels of um, uh, academic. Uh, yeah, credentials and yeah. you know their qualifications. I guess that's so. it. That's it. But what what I have noticed over the years um, is that uh, the relationship itself is the most important thing. So you can have a a terrible relationship with a psychologist yeah. and a wonderful relationship with a counsellor or a terrible one with a counsellor and a great one with a psychiatrist. Yeah. Um, and, and, of course, some have the ability to um, uh, organise some... Uh, some Referrals. Referrals and, yeah. and, and chemical help with medications and things like that. Yeah. But but counselling, if you like, is, is all about um, uh, providing a, a space for someone to... Uh, feel safe and comfortable to express how they're feeling and where they're at and to uh, find their way, if you like. And, and do you think that, you know, broadly speaking, that counsellors tend to also be well-connected in the community? So it's been my experience. They tend to be quite tapped into what's going on in the community and they might be able to refer people to community services as well or, yeah. you know, like maybe know about a men's shed that's happening or other like a anger management program or they seem to have a, a bit of an awareness of other support programs that yeah. might be going on and they tend to be uh, they tend to be a little bit less expensive as well uh, yeah, and definitely. and they have um a great network as you say yeah. um so yeah i think you're right i think they're uh, maybe more available more uh, yeah. approachable and and more uh, uh, less cost less. Yeah, and I guess psychiatrists are able to prescribe medications and whatnot. That's a major difference, isn't it? They really yeah. come from a medical or a doctor-type background. Yeah. A psychologist um, would have um, a psych degree and might you might typically find them mm. working in all different sectors. So they might be a clinical psychologist, which is doing, you know, sessions. Yep. They might be working in a corporate world as a corporate um, psych. Yep. They might be, yeah, they might be doing a in range the education of system. Yeah, in the well. education system. Yeah. They might even work in advertising and marketing, yeah. you know, consumer behaviour. Yep. Whereas a counsellor really is somebody who is doing a lot of that one-on-one -on -one listening, then it yep. might not be as diverse in industry it really is about meeting with people yeah it is and and listening and being present to them right so yeah, yeah. so um perhaps it's a good question to start with is uh, why do you think people go and see counselors um uh, you uh, everyone uh, life you can tell me johnny <laughs> yeah i can it's, it's, <laughs> it's almost about to come it's out it's just us honey. It, it and is. a few uh, uh, Seven listeners. Couple of people. So, <laughs> okay. All right. So, um, why? Yeah, why? Okay. Well, I, I can only speak from my experience um, personally uh, as someone who has gone to a counsellor and also someone has, who has been present to people as well. Um, it's usually um, uh, someone gets to a point in their lives where they feel stuck uh, or they feel like um, uh, they're... they're arguing with themselves internally uh -huh. um, uh, they, they don't feel good enough uh, they don't feel like they're uh, have achieved what they want to achieve they're, they're, they're not uh, feeling um, safe 
and okay. are not on track. They're lost, that sort okay. of thing. And that's pretty much every human being on the planet at different times in yeah, their life. Yeah, that's true. And, and traditionally, I'm guessing over the, the ages, you had friends and family. Yeah. And, uh, and that friends and family would be the ones that you would vent to, the ones that you would... Um, uh, be a sounding yeah, board. Yeah, but we don't have that really close, not always, do we, mm. that, that whole nuclear family thing yeah. nowadays. Yeah, and that's shifted over the years. Mm. So so things, uh, services like um, you know, telephone crisis support and, uh, mm. and online services and chat services are, are growing um, probably because of that disconnection yeah, from, yeah. from the family. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. So having, uh, people will talk about, you know, they had that teacher or that auntie or their mother or their sister, someone that they used to feel close to and they were the ones that they, they felt safe to be vulnerable with. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if that's less, uh, then you, know, you sort of run out of uh, resources. You go, okay, maybe I'll go and see a counsellor. Yeah, Okay. Well, I know when I'm talking about well-being in the small business sector and I recount my story and my challenges that I had, um, particularly in those last couple of years with Billy Goat Soap, um, one of the key indicators for me that I needed to go and see somebody was when um, I had a bad day and I'd say to myself, oh, it's just a bad day, you'll be okay. And then the next day was a bad day. Mm-hmm. And then the next day was a bad day. And then suddenly I had a week that was bad. Hmm. And then that week became the fortnight and the fortnight became a month. Yeah. So when I had like a month of bad days, or you were there, you know, but when I had like a month of bad days, that was kind of like an indicator that I probably need to address it. It would have been exhausting as well. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's, that's a very good descriptor. It was. It was exhausting. And I think... You're kind of fighting against yourself, I think, because you don't really want to admit. Hmm. And that and that raises the next question: Do you think people? Uh, do you think there's a stigma around you know going? Okay, well, I need to go and see a counsellor. Um, yeah, yes, there's a stigma around um, uh, anyone uh, uh, feeling vulnerable or expressing their mm. vulnerability to the world um, and suggesting or uh, saying or showing that that I'm. I need help, mm. uh, and which which is is a public display of of you know feeling not good enough. Mm. So yeah. and really, you know, even before you get to the public part, yeah. um, we really you you almost you have to admit to yourself, don't you? Mm. Because if you don't go and see a counsellor when perhaps you need to, but mm. you don't go and see a counsellor, it's kind of like kidding yourself. Mm. Well, you're, and you're, keeping a lid on it. Yeah, well, you're, you're holding it in, right? So, yeah. so you're going, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay, I'm okay. Uh, there's nothing wrong with me. It'll yeah. be all right. Everything's going to turn out okay. Um, but, but you end up in, stuck in a cycle of it, it not being okay. Yeah. Um, and you, and you'd really like someone or something to say, um, oh, it's easy. Um, just do it this way. Yeah, and 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 usually, and a lot of times, you can come up with that stuff yourself, right? If you're being present to yourself, if yeah. you're actually allowing yourself to go for a walk on the beach or out in the bush, or or you um, uh, spend a bit of time just with yourself, often people will have those moments where they go, oh, "I'm not, I'm going to stop thinking that way. I'm going to start thinking this way. This it doesn't work for me anymore." So you can actually be your own counselor. Yeah, you can. But I always remember Mum used to say to me years ago when I would have, you know a furrowed brow. Mm. Mum would say to me, a problem shared is a problem halved. 
And sometimes you do need, you need, you just need that other person. They don't have to answer or solve anything, do they? No, no. They just have to listen. Yeah, and that's the basis of Carl Rogers' person-centred counselling. Yeah. Is that you know, as a counsellor you, you actually have a, you start the relationship with a fundamental belief that that person has the resources within to find their way. Um, you trust the, the client completely. You're not in the business of fixing them like a doctor would go in and do a surgery or, or a physiotherapist would, would you know, um, work a muscle. You actually provide a space where someone finds their own way. Yeah. And as a counsellor, you, you get out of the way of that and you provide this, uh, this environment that allows them to find their way. And as you were saying earlier, when you, you have that day turns into a week and turns into a month, um, uh, even trusting that process, uh, you decided... Yes. That I, I, can't, I, I don't want to do this anymore. I'm, I'm exhausted. I'm tired. Yes. Something needs to change. Yes. And I'm not sure what that is, but I'm going to go start looking now. Yes. And I think that's a really critical point to raise in my journey because mm. people who know us, who know you and I, and then hear me tell my story about, you know, my struggles with my mental health with Billy Goat. I've had people say to me before, but you're married to a counsellor? <laughs> So didn't he just tell you he had to go and see someone or didn't he just help you or didn't he get 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 you through and and I'll often say to them well in fact it wasn't jobs john jobs john's job yeah that well, can't get it it that. wasn't jobs just, john it wasn't jobs john yeah um to fix me no. um it was john's job really well it wasn't even his job but he did it so beautifully was he kept me safe because I needed to be the one to make the decision yeah. um if you force you, you can't force someone to go can you no no there's you no, just you can't do that no there's a leading a horse to water yeah um, that's right you, yeah. you might say you go and see someone go and talk to someone but ultimately they have to make the choice because they have to choose to listen yeah and, and, and participate that's right and I trusted you yeah. Um, and you've provided a safe place for me as your your, your partner uh, for the times when I'm uh, doubting myself and, I, and times when I feel lost. Um, you, you're not in the business of fixing me. Yeah, that's right. You're in the business of, of keeping me safe while I find my way. Yeah, that's exactly right. Mm. And um, and I think that you did that really well and I had to, I, as you've said, I had to make that choice mm. myself. Yeah to go and, and get some help. And, and that's a pretty brave step. I think we have to acknowledge that. For anyone who says, listen, I'm going to go talk to a counsellor or I'm going to go mm. and get, you know, have an ear to listen to me, that's a really brave human being there. That is. That, that is. makes that decision. And that's a really admirable um, human being too, I think. That's somebody that I admire a lot because the biggest investment we can ever make is in ourselves. For the good of the world. Yeah, absolutely. And and um, as we said in the crying episode, um, the the value in release. Yeah. And, and the value oh. in uh, purging your pain yeah. uh, is huge. Yeah. Uh, and you just really want a, a safe place to do that. Yeah. Um, and as you said, as we were saying before, the, the the stigma around that is that people will go, "I'm okay. I'm strong." Um, where it's counterintuitive, right? And that is, you say, a strong person doesn't cry. A strong person yeah. doesn't talk yeah, about their right. feelings. <laughs> that's uh, exactly right. When, in fact, the courage you just talked about is it's a strong person that cries. Yeah. And it's a strong person that has the courage to talk about their feelings and yes. to be vulnerable. And uh, Brene Brown is amazing explaining that. Yeah, I agree completely. 
You're listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections. Do you want to spread the word in your workplace, community, team or school? We're available to speak at your event or deliver customised training. Visit fortitudeatwork.com.au for more info. So, okay, so you've, you've gone, okay, well, I probably need an ear, somebody to listen to me. Mm. Um, and where do you go from there? Where, where do you find counsellors? Like, how do you know? Mm. Have you got any thoughts around? Oh, look, you know, I'm, I'm a salesperson, so I have to say you can always look at our website, of course. <laughs> Yeah. But that's not the fortitude at work dot com dot yeah. But that's actually not not the purpose of why we're talking about this. Generally, where would you find a counsellor, John? Well, uh, these days, yeah. And I'm sounding like an old person. In the old days, <laughs> yeah, in the old days, you'd ask, you know, you'd ask your friends, or you'd, or you'd look it up in the yellow pages. But um, now the, the the resources on the internet are just incredible now. Yeah, because um, you can you yeah. don't have to do face to face counselling anymore. No, do you? you can do chat you can do via email you can do via skype you can find a, 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 you can do a search on a counselor based on suburb and postcode um, and there's even uh, resources now on the internet where you can pick the feeling or the mm. issue and they'll find and, and match you just like in a, a dating uh, website they'll yeah. ma- match you with a counselor okay so it doesn't take a lot of effort but uh, but having said that um, uh, most people that are actually in their pain um, a feeling uh, can be could be feeling hopeless and helpless, right? And, and not in a position to to make those decisions or even to go to the, have the yeah, energy to look. So, yeah. so your GP. Ah, uh, uh, GP is a great idea. GP will have a few people. Um, you've got you know, Beyond Blue and you've got Lifeline. Yeah, one three one 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 four. That's it. So there's yep. there's plenty of resources for people who are willing to say and and brave and strong enough to say. Um, I think I might. Uh, like to talk to someone about this. Yeah. yeah. Um, certainly Lifeline, That's that's you can always pick up the phone and talk to a counsellor on, mm. on the phone at any time. Yep. Uh, Beyond Blue have their online services, beyondblue.org.au, um, and you can chat online there. Yeah. Um, for younger people, there's resources like um, Headspace and Reach Out and... Um, so there's, there, and there's usually, you know, community centres will often have financial counsellors and general counsellors, hospitals yep. as well. Yeah. Um, will have counselling services, so they are around. Yeah. Um, to be found, aren't they? Which yeah. is fantastic, and I and I guess that leads to the next question or my next observation around um, how important it is to find somebody who's tuned in. To you, really. Mm. Mm. Uh, and perhaps I can tell my story around this and why I'm so passionate about this is because when I did finally pluck up the courage to go and talk to somebody, um, and obviously, yes, I'm married to a counsellor, but um, I probably needed an independent person to go and speak to at the time, Um I went through a couple of psychologists and a couple of counsellors trying to find the right person and and that in itself took quite a lot of courage um, because I went to the first counsellor thinking this person is the expert mm. and this person is going to fix me. Yeah. And what happened was I would come out of those sessions feeling worse than when I went in. Mm. And I think you described it really well, was when you're already stressed or suffering from anxiety or depression, your thinking becomes 
clouded and it's more difficult to overcome, you know, muddled thinking. Um, and I would come out of those sessions thinking I just have to persist mm. and we'll get through. But in fact, after two or three sessions with those counsellors and not feeling any better at any time, then I had to work up the energy and the courage once again to go to a different counsellor. To keep looking, keep yeah. going, not give up. Yeah. And I think out of my whole process, mm. that was the thing that I learnt the most is if you go to a counsellor and you don't like them, mm. it's actually okay to stop going to them. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's like... Um Looking for a, a coat. Yeah, you, you want to find the one that fits right, the one yeah. that you feel where you feel good in. Yeah. Yeah, and a, and a, and a, I was going to say, sadly, if you go to a counsellor and you have a, an experience of they're no good, they didn't help. Um, uh, I'm not going to do that. And and you go back into your darkness or your fears, and and you spend more time uh, being stuck mm. and in fear. Mm. Um, uh, there's two ways to look at that for me, and one is that you go, okay, that's a shame that I didn't persist to keep trying to find a counsellor that was a good fit. Or, uh, as, yeah. as because I carry on, I go, well, that was actually a natural next best step. So even your steps of going, that didn't fit, that didn't fit, do I have the courage to do this again? Yeah. I'm going to do that. That was actually part of your journey. Yeah. And so, uh, strangely, I trust the bad counsellors. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I, yeah. Uh, look, I learned something from yeah. that, you know, because I remember initially coming out of those first couple of meetings with the various counsellors thinking, oh, my goodness, I must be really bad <laughs> because I feel I still feel really bad and this person can't make me feel any better. Mm. And not that now I understand that they're not responsible for how I feel. I'm responsible for that. But but they are a springboard mm. to, you know, reassessing my thoughts and what thoughts I have. And and when they're not providing that launch pad, mm. I came out thinking I must be so broken that nobody can fix me. Wow. But in fact I had to get that courage, as yeah. you've said, and that strength to go, hang on a second, they're just human. That's it. And I'm not clicking with this person. And that's not to say that they're a bad counsellor. They, no. they They may have clients that are oh, just... Oh, yeah, they're full, yeah, busy. Yeah, they're perfect. That they, they just wasn't the right fit for you and the timing wasn't right. Yeah. Uh, and, in fact, uh, the timing was right in that this one didn't work. Yeah. And that was okay and that was on time. Yeah. And then you go to the next one. That's right. And then you go, okay, this is the right one for me for now. Yeah. Yeah. That's and, exactly And that's right. what happened, right? Yeah, 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 that's right. In fact, I think back on it now, it was probably a bit like, you know, the dating process. You've got to date a few people before you meet the person that you want to be with for the rest of your life. Well, you kissed a few toads before you met yeah, me, didn't that's you? Right. So, <laughs> before yeah. I met the handsome prince, yeah, honey. Yeah, that's it, that's it. So, um, yeah, so I, that was a good lesson that came out of that is if it doesn't click with somebody, it, it's actually okay, yep. go to someone else. Yeah, and, and once you make that incredibly strong and brave decision to, um, to want to speak to someone and uh, to ask for help, if you like, um, and then to continue with that courage to find the right one and to be patient with that yeah. process, yeah? Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I think, um, gee, that word's coming up a lot today, isn't it? Courage. Yeah. And I, I, I think that that's probably one reason why we either shop around or I shopped around for a counsellor yeah. uh, or I, I took quite some time going to get some help was that I had a fear inside me initially that said when I find the right person or if I go and get help, 
they are going to open the floodgates mm-hmm. deep inside the recesses of my soul that nobody ever sees that will never be closed again. Mm-hmm. And I know, I look back on it now and I understand that there was quite a number of months where I could have gone to seek help earlier and you just patiently waited for me to find my way. Mm-hmm. And um, the reason I didn't do that was because I was so afraid of what I might unlock inside myself yeah. that, and I would be so overcome with grief. Yeah, you never stop crying. And pain that I would never stop crying. And so I actually waited a few months before going to the counsellor uh, when, in fact, I could have gone earlier but I was afraid. Yeah, but once again, because I trust you completely, that was the pace yeah. that was right for you. So, um, And that fear is real, right? Because oh. if, you're, if you're holding pain, you know, if you've got the, some sort of... Um, you've had some childhood trauma or you've had some uh, fear that you've carried for a long time, um, to be that vulnerable in front of someone to talk about that yeah. fear and that pain. Um, and, it, and, and we're sort of built to, re, to avoid pain, right? So yeah. and there's a whole... Yeah, that's right. There's a whole pharmaceutical market yes. and, and a whole that, bunch of things to, that help us avoid or... or or manage or, or numb or numb the pain. That's yeah. right. So so it is. It's like I'm I'm going to I'm going to put myself in harm's way. Yeah. Here and it's going to hurt. Mm. So yeah, there's the courage. Yeah, that's exactly right. And and what I've realised now since I tell my story about um, going to see a counsellor is that my fear about opening the opening the floodgates and never being able to close it again. Um, is actually a shared fear. Yeah. Um, I can't tell you the number of people that have said to me, oh, no, 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 I, I couldn't go and see a counsellor because there's not enough tissues in the world. Yeah, yeah. You know, that would, would hold back my tears if I went and saw a counsellor. And, um, and that fear is shared. But uh, I, I think, to be honest, unfounded. What mm. do you think? Yeah, well, I, I said, well, you understand the fear, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, so, uh, and you're not alone. Yeah, uh, you're not alone, and and it's based on that that fear is that um, I'm never going to s- stop crying. If you if we, if I open the floodgates, it becomes a waterfall. Yeah, and and I'll never come out of that, right? Yeah, and, and one actually, I, I was listening to something yesterday uh, about um, people's fear of revisiting childhood trauma, um, and that is that they don't want to relive the trauma because the trauma was incredibly um, painful, painful, and and it was. Um, uh, yeah, that those events are, are, are huge. Yeah, um, and it was explained to me, and I thought it was a wonderful way to put it. And that was, you don't have to um, relive the pain; you're just reviewing. Right. Uh, you're reviewing. It's like watching a, a TV show of the trauma. Yeah. So you don't have to go back and and relive the pain. You just go back and review the pain and how that's affected you and how it affects your life still. Yeah. Uh, and simply by reviewing and and um, and and talking about and venting what it was like to be in that situation is the key, right? Because every word and every tear that comes out of your body is another bit of pain that you're not carrying anymore. Yeah, I agree. And that's really how it worked for me. That's exactly how it worked for me. There was a lot of tears and there was a lot of pain initially, but it was like I expelled them. Yeah. And by being able to rid them, purge them from my body, I didn't... Yeah. yeah, I didn't carry it then. Mm. Yeah, so it was it was like I was able to leave it behind. Yeah, and in the world of being uh, impatient, 
um, if if uh, a person is carrying that pain and it's affecting their life or their relationships or their professional careers, they're carrying a fear in their body, mm. um, uh, and and say that uh, that equals seven hundred and twenty eight tears. Right. Why not get them started? Yeah, that's right. You know? Why not? Yeah. Go to a session and go. Wow, I've just I've just dumped three hundred and twenty two. There you go. Yeah. I've only got four hundred. Yeah, I'm going to do. I'm going to. Fifty-four. There you go. go. Oh, well yeah. done. Well done. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Yeah, we'll listen to that later. We will we'll check check the math on that. So yeah, so yeah, um, leaving it, uh, uh, venting it, and and every tear and every word about your fear or your pain is uh, uh, releases it from your body. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I'm. That's exactly my experience. That's mm. what happened for me. So tell me. What 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 do you what what would what would someone expect if they were going in to see a counsellor for the first time? What might it be like? What would the counsellor say to them initially? Hmm. You know, what is it is it daunting? Is it scary? Um, oh, well, that's uh, all the counsellors that I know um, are in the business of, of caring for people. Yes, I know a few of your friends. They're all lovely people. Aren't they just? Yeah, yeah. funny about that. <laughs> <laughs> they're not a bad bunch. So, uh, and they're in the business of, of compassion. They're in the business of connecting and compassion. So, um, they want to uh, provide an environment or a space where you feel safe and comfortable and not judged and not judged. Yeah, unconditional positive yeah. regard. Which unconditional is also, positive regard. Yeah, that's it. So, um, they will trust you and your pace. Now, they'll have um, some standard. Uh, stuff in the industry, they'll talk about um, checking on uh, suicide to see how much pain you are actually in. Okay. Um, they'll probably do some genogram work to work out where you sit in your family. Oh, uh, okay, yeah, okay. Yeah, with your daughter, brothers, husbands, yeah, yeah, fathers, just to get an idea of where you sit in your family. Um, what about confidentiality? They'll talk about confidentiality and the limits to that, of course. So they'll 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 say that everything that is said in the room stays in the room. And then they'll tell you about the exceptions around that, which is around uh, uh, suicidal thoughts or if they're in a position where they might harm themselves or someone else. Uh-huh. Um, and that, that is the, they have a, a limit to that, that confidentiality. But it's always uh, in the best interest of the person you're sitting across from. And if you explain that well, then uh, that still provides that safe place. Yeah, good. And I think that notion of confidentiality is really important because, look, we don't live in an overly tiny town, but we still live in a place where people, everyone knows everybody, don't they really? Yeah. So you'd want to think that if you're going to see the counsellor and you're going to really be yeah. vulnerable yeah. And, um, and and let it all out, that that stays within. You'd you want know, to feel safe. Yeah. In that agreement, so that's that's kind of a given, isn't it? Really, yeah, absolutely. And then, you know, what would how long would a typical session go for, John? Um, uh, the attention span, you know, of most people in a in a reasonably um, uh, intensive uh, connection or relationship it would be under an hour. So it would be less okay. than an hour. Um, you wouldn't want to overwhelm uh, either the counsellor or the client. In that situation, you'd want to be able to, uh, as you said in the first session, um, you'd want to. Do, that would be all about connecting. It would yeah. be about asking about uh, what the the client's hoping to achieve, what their goals are. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, and and what they're hoping for from mm. the session and any and any future sessions. Um, so it's really that first interview, if you like, is all about connection, and uh, and setting some sort of uh, a framework around what the the client would like to achieve. Yeah. And. 
typically would the client be doing more talking than the counsellor? Yep, yep, yeah, two, two ears, one mouth. So, <laughs> uh, uh, so yeah, it's, a, it's, it's learning, uh, the counsellor's learning, the counsellor um, wants to, uh, for me, the, the, the bottom line, if you like, is, is to get an idea of what it's like to be that person in this moment uh-huh. and what it is that they, um, what their hopes are and what their fears are. And I think you touched on it earlier about creating a really safe environment so that it is okay to disclose and discuss, you know, anything that that you want to within Mm. that session, isn't it, really? And And you trust um, that pace as well. Yeah. So a person, uh, everyone's different and it takes time for people to feel safe. Yeah. Uh, So um, a first session may be just about um, getting to know the person, and also for the, the client getting to know the, the counsellor. There are boundaries around self-disclosure, but you want to feel safe with these yeah. other human beings. So you want to feel like this is someone that I am I'm, I'm, I'm feel okay to spend time with. And is there a set number of sessions or, a, you know, a meeting? Should you meet once a week or does it matter or does it just depend on the individual? Um, there's a uh, – the government um, have these six-session uh, things that they they sort of hand out through to Medicare or something, That's isn't it? it? Yeah, so some someone somewhere in a meeting uh, decided to write that down, uh, but in in reality, it's it's based on the relationship and where the person's at. And as I said before, in, in trusting your journey, um, mm. is you may have someone that comes to a session, um, and they really they're just testing the relationship to see whether it's going to work for them, and that may be their first and last session with you. Yeah. And with that counsellor. Yeah. Right? Or they go, no, this is okay, but I don't feel quite safe enough to, to talk about my fear just yet. And you come back in a week or two weeks. Um, you sort of leave that in the hands of the, of the client and say, when would you like to meet next? And uh, and then maybe talk about any homework, about stuff that was discussed in the session yeah. between now and that time. And and those sessions, um, you can go two, four, six, eight. Um, yeah, where you trust the client. Yeah. You trust the client. But there is an, there is an ending as well. Okay, there there is an ending because I I found with my experience I think I went weekly, didn't I initially? I'm pretty mm. sure I went weekly, and then it was fortnightly, and mm. and then kind of dropped down to monthly, and then I actually got to the stage where I forgot that I had to go, and mm. I had to ring and apologise because I'd forgotten an appointment, and my therapist said to me, uh, that's actually okay because I take that as a sign that you're feeling mm. very good within yourself if you forget to come and see me. Yeah. I actually think that's a sign of success. Yeah, it's sort of counterintuitive for most businesses because they, they talk about client retention. Yeah. <laughs> but really, you you want yeah. the opposite, yeah, don't that's you? It. You want someone that uh, you 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 want to be happy that they're 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 okay and they're on their way. Yeah. Uh, and that they feel confident enough to to do it on their own. Yeah. Yeah. So and that once again, uh, there's no. It's a, how long is a piece of string, right? Yeah. So you go. You trust them. You trust their journey. Um, and if it uh, becomes quite clear that they've, uh, and I call it a livable level. Uh, I've said this. Several people agree and disagree with me, but uh, I feel like people will. They will vent, they will offload, they will um, release pain. Yeah. Um, and they may still be holding, you know, the 300, yeah. 300 out of the 750 yeah, tears. Yeah, yeah. And they go, that, that'll do me. I'll carry those tears because yeah. I can cope. I can cope with those 300 tears. And that, yeah. That, yeah. And, and you go, okay, so they've reached a, a livable level. A level. Mm-hmm. It's been enough for now. Uh, I'll come back and maybe in a yeah, few months. Yeah, yeah, I'll talk about that in a moment. That's it. And, uh, and have a check in then. But this will do me for now. And, and I trust that too. 
Yeah, okay. Yeah. So there is there there is an endpoint. It's not about continuously coming. It's about getting to a point where yeah, that livable level. Yeah, where yeah. where you're okay, I yeah. guess. And you've had and you've had livable uh, level. I like that. Yeah, and the, and you've had some uh, awarenesses, some new perspectives. Yeah. Um, you've set some goals and you've achieved them. Yeah, yeah, you're, great. You're feeling better about yourself, um, less doubt, less yeah, fear. Yeah, that's and, great. And, and increased confidence. Great. Mm. I, I know for me, I, I kind of think about my well-being or my mental health nowadays is needing you know a bit of a service every now and again so when my car for example runs a bit rough yeah which isn't often is it johnny no (laughs) if if it was serviced regularly and on time (laughs) well that's the point i'm making i guess is when my car runs a bit rough yeah i do know that it needs to go in for a service and a checkup yeah and I've got to the stage now um, where I think I'm quite mindful of where I'm running a bit rough. Yeah. And I noticed that if I'm a bit rough and I'm a bit shaky, yeah. I probably need to go for a bit of a tune-up or a check-up and I make an appointment to go back and see my counsellor. Yeah, and you said that in an interview recently on that, what was that TV show you are on? Uh, oh, Entrepreneurs, yeah. I was talking about brushing your teeth there that's on it, that that's one, it. yeah. That, so that metaphor was that it's a... Uh, it's an investment in self. Um, I, yeah, I, I use the example of I, I, I do, I genuinely hate going to the dentist, so I would much rather brush my teeth twice a day That's it. Uh, and stay away from the dentist. And I, it's the same kind of analogy. I'd much rather make that a, a forward investment yep. in my mental health. And, and I guess when it comes to seeing the things I do on a day-to-day basis would be you know going for a walk, for example. That's an investment on a daily basis in my mental health. But... Um, like my car, if my car's shuddering and I, and then I'm shuddering a bit, you know, yeah. if I notice that that bad day's now creeped in yeah. to a bad week, um, I think I'm quite in tune with myself nowadays to go, oh, time to go for a service. Yeah, and that's the checkup. That's the clue, isn't it? Right. So you're feeling something a bit out of kilter. Yeah. And I think, oh, I need a I need a tune up. Yeah, tune um, up. And yeah. and, and uh, Brene Brown uh, once again famously said, only see therapists that see therapists. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so I, I said I, I receive supervision. That's uh, right. Okay. Yeah, we should we should mention that because you know what do you do with all that, all those stories and all that that other that that emotional uh, baggage I guess that um, gets shared with you in in sessions. Where does that go? Well, it's a, um, the, as I said before, it's incredibly rewarding to be present to that, uh, but it can also be a little taxing. Yeah, uh, yeah. So, so um, self-care is so important. So I, I just like you, I, I look out for, uh, I, I sort of, I'm a witness to me. I, I watch yeah. I watch me. You get a bit meta. That's it. Well, I, that's a bit technical, isn't there it, There you Johnny? go, yeah. But if, if I notice that, that I'm, I'm my, my attention span is less or, or my patience is less or... I'm physically or emotionally tired, or I'm, uh, yeah. or I start to be affected by things. I go, yeah. there's all my clues um, yeah. that it's time for me to go and have my own venting, yeah, okay, and my own release, uh, yeah. And I go and do that, and, and once again, the investment in in me is so important. Yeah, um, and in fact, you're required to have supervision, aren't yeah. you? Professional supervision as part of the the that's role it. of a counsellor. Yeah. So that's and that's got to be so important. That's yeah. great. But I also have um, personal uh, supervision. Yeah. Uh, from for my personal life, so I'll have professional supervision where we talk about uh, how I'm how I'm going and, yeah, and where yeah. I'm going with my clients. Yeah. But I'll also have 
personal supervision where I see a counsellor myself just to see how I'm going as a human being. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, same for me, same for me, and I think it's it's so important. And I'm so happy that we've we've actually made an episode to talk about this because mm. I think it gives people a bit of insight into, um, you know, what it's like to go and to go and see a counsellor. And it may not, in fact, be as daunting as no. as you might think at first. And um, what and it's worth shopping around. It is. Yeah, worth shopping around, and um, and then you decide how long you need to go or not go, and um, and then go for a checkup every now and again when you find a counsellor that you yeah. that you like going to. Yeah. So, and if you're in the business of being present to others, if you're in the business of caring for others, you're you're a compassionate person. Yeah. Um. The the key always is um. Uh, I, I need to care for me first. I'm, yeah. I'm no good to anyone until yeah. I'm, until I'm good to me. Yeah. So investment in me is to the great benefit of everyone else around you. That's it. Yeah, yeah, it's a great step. Well, what a beautiful way to end this episode, Johnny. Mm, Okay. On an investment in self, hey? Yeah, Yeah, that was fun. It was fun. Well, thanks, everyone. We'll be seeing you next week. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to Ordinary People, Extraordinary Connections with Leanne and John. Connect with us via Facebook at Fortitude at Work. We'd love to hear your thoughts on today's show. See you next time.